First Clement, chapters 14 to 21. Chapter 14. It is right and holy, therefore, men and brethren, rather to obey God than to follow those who, through pride and sedition, have become the leaders of a detestable emulation. For we shall incur no slight injury, but rather great danger, if we rashly yield ourselves to the inclinations of men who aim at exciting strife and tumults, so as to draw us away from what is good. Let us be kind, one to another, after the pattern of the tender mercy and benignity of our Creator. For it is written, The kind-hearted shall inhabit the land, and the guiltless shall be left upon it, but transgressors shall be destroyed from off the face of it. And again the scripture saith, I saw the ungodly highly exalted and lifted up, like the cedars of Lebanon. I passed by, and behold, he was not. And I diligently sought his place and could not find it. Preserve innocence and look on equity, for there shall be a remnant to the peaceful man. Chapter 15 Let us cleave, therefore, to those who cultivate peace with godliness, and not to those who hypocritically profess to desire it. For the scripture saith in a certain place, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And again, They bless with their mouth, but curse with their heart. And again it saith, They loved him with their mouth, and lied to him with their tongue. But their heart was not right with him, neither were they faithful in his covenant. Let the deceitful lips become silent, and let the Lord destroy all the lying lips. And the boastful tongue of those who have said, Let us magnify our tongue, our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, and for the sighing of the needy, will I now arise, saith the Lord. I will place him in safety. I will deal confidently with him. Chapter 16 For Christ is of those who are humble-minded, and not of those who exalt themselves over his flock. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the scepter of the majesty of God, did not come in the pomp of pride or arrogance, although he might have done so, but in a lovely condition, as the Holy Spirit had declared regarding him. For he says, Lord, who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? We have declared our message in his presence. He is, as it were, a child, and like a root in thirsty ground. He has no form or nor glory, yea, we saw him, and he had no form nor comeliness, but his form was without eminence, yea, deficient in comparison with the ordinary form of men. He is a man exposed to stripes and suffering and acquainted with the endurance of grief. For his countenance was turned away, he was despised and not esteemed. He bears our iniquities and is in sorrow for our sakes. Yet we supposed that on his own account he was exposed to labor and stripes and affliction. But he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we were healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, every man has wandered in his own way, and the Lord has delivered him up for our sins, while he, in the midst of his sufferings, openeth not his mouth. He was brought as a sheep to the slaughter, 
and as a lamb before her shearer is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away. Who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. For the transgressions of my people was he brought down to death. And I will give the wicked for his sepulcher, and the rich for his death, because he did no iniquity, neither was guile found in his mouth. And the Lord is pleased to purify him by stripes. If you make an offering for sin, your soul shall see a long-lived seed. And the Lord is pleased to relieve him of the affliction of his soul, to show him light, and to form him with understanding, to justify the just one, who ministereth well to many, and he himself shall carry their sins. On this account he shall inherit many, and shall divide the spoil of the strong, because his soul was delivered to death, and he was reckoned among the transgressors. And he bare the sins of many, and for their sins was he delivered. And again he saith, I am a worm, and no man, a reproach of men, and despised of the people. All that see me, have derided me, and they have spoken with their lips, they have wagged their head, saying, He hoped in God, let him deliver him, let him save him, since he delighteth in him. You see, beloved, what is the example which has been given us? For if the Lord thus humbled himself, what shall we do, who have through him come under the yoke of his grace? Chapter 17 let us be imitators also of those who in goatskins and sheepskins went about proclaiming the coming of Christ. I mean Elijah, Elisha, Ezekiel among the prophets, with those others to whom a like testimony is born in Scripture. Abraham was specially honored and was called the friend of God, yet he, earnestly regarding the glory of God, humbly declared, I am but dust and ashes. Moreover, it is thus written of Job, Job was a righteous man, and blameless, truthful, God-fearing, and one that kept himself from all evil. But bringing an accusation against himself, he said, No man is free from defilement, even if his life be but of one day. Moses was called faithful in all God's house, and through his instrumentality God punished Egypt with plagues and tortures. Yet he though thus greatly honored, did not adopt lofty language, but said, when the divine oracle came to him out of the bush, Who am I that thou sendest me? I am a man of a feeble voice and a slow tongue. And again he said, I am but as the smoke of a pot. Chapter 18 But what shall we say concerning David? to whom such testimony was born, and of whom God said, I have found a man after mine own heart, David the son of Jesse, and an everlasting mercy have I anointed him. Yet this very man saith to God, Have mercy on me, O Lord, according to thy great mercy, and according to the multitude of thy compassions, blot out my transgression. Wash me still more from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my iniquity, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee only have I sinned, and done that which was evil in thy sight, that thou mayest be justified in thy sayings, and mayest overcome when thou art judged. 
For, behold, I was conceived in transgressions, and in my sins did my mother conceive me. For behold, thou hast loved truth, the secret and hidden things of wisdom hast thou shown me. Thou shalt sprinkle me with hyssop, and I shall be cleansed. Thou shalt wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Thou shalt make me to hear joy and gladness. My bones, which have been humbled, shall exult. Turn away thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of thy salvation, and establish me by thy governing spirit. I will teach transgressors thy ways, and the ungodly shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltness, O God, the God of my salvation. My tongue shall exult in thy righteousness, O Lord. And thou shalt open my mouth, and my lips shall show forth thy praise. For if thou hadst desired sacrifice, I would have given it. Thou wilt not delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a bruised spirit, a broken and contrite heart. God will not despise. Chapter 19 Thus the humility and godly submission of so great and illustrious men have rendered not only us, but also all the generations before us, better, even as many as have received his oracles in fear and truth. Wherefore, having so many great and glorious examples set before us, let us turn again to the practice of that peace which from the beginning was the mark set before us. And let us look steadfastly to the Father and Creator of the universe, and cleave to His mighty and surpassingly great gifts and benefactions of peace. Let us contemplate Him with our understanding, and look with the eyes of our soul to His long-suffering will. Let us reflect how free from wrath he is towards all his creation. Chapter 20 The heavens, revolving under his government, are subject to him in peace. Day and night run the course appointed by him, in no wise hindering each other. The sun and moon, with the, com with the companies of the stars, roll on in harmony according to his command within their prescribed limits, and without any deviation. The fruitful earth, according to his will, brings forth food in abundance. At the proper seasons, for man and beast and all the living beings upon it, never hesitating, nor changing any of the ordinances which he has fixed. The unsearchable places of abysses, and the indescribable arrangements of the lower world are restrained by the same laws. The vast and unmeasurable sea, gathered together by his workings into various basins, never passes beyond the bounds placed around it, but does as he has commanded. For he said, Thus far shalt thou come, and thy waves shall be broken within thee. The ocean, impassable to man, and the worlds beyond it, are regulated by the same enactments of the Lord. The seasons of spring, summer, autumn, and winter peacefully give place to one another. The winds in their several quarters fulfill, at the proper time, their services without hindrance. The ever-flowing fountains, formed both for enjoyment and health, furnish without fail their breasts for the life of men. 
the very smallest of living beings, meet together in peace and concord. All these the great Creator and Lord of all has appointed to exist in peace and harmony, while He does good to all, but most abundantly to us who have fled for refuge to His compassions through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom be glory and majesty forever and ever. Amen. Chapter 21 Take heed, beloved, lest his many kindnesses lead to the condemnation of us all. For thus it must be, unless we walk worthy of him, and with one mind do those things which are good and well-pleasing in his sight. For the scripture saith in a certain place, The Spirit of the Lord is a candle, searching the secret parts of the belly. Let us reflect how near he is, and that none of the thoughts or reasoning in which we engage are hid from him. It is right, therefore, that we should not leave the post which his will has assigned to us. Let us rather offend those men who are foolish and inconsiderate, and lift it up, and who glory in the pride of their speech, than offend God. Let us reverence the Lord Jesus Christ, whose blood was given for us. Let us esteem those who have the rule over us. Let us honor the aged among us. Let us train up the young men in the fear of God. Let us direct our wives to that which is good. Let them exhibit the lovely habit of purity in all their conduct. Let them show forth the sincere disposition of meekness. Let them make manifest the command which they have of their tongue by their manner of speaking. Let them display their love, not by preferring one to another, but by showing equal affection to all that piously fear God. Let your children be partakers of true Christian training. Let them learn of how great a veil humility is with God, how much the spirit of pure affection can prevail with Him, how excellent and great His fear is, and how it saves all those who walk in it with a pure mind. For he is a searcher of the thoughts and desires of the heart. His breath is in us, and when he pleases, he will take it away. <laughs>